Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. I just think it makes a huge difference for the... Uh, I was distracted. There's Tuco Salamanca from Breaking Bad. Sorry, I couldn't... I, I usually don't lose my concentration, but you never know when you get your brains bashed in by Tuco. <laughs> that was fun yesterday during the joint Mega Picks podcast here in Phoenix, Arizona. Super Bowl just three days away? Three days. Is it three days? Yeah. I have lost all track of time. This three is like days. being in a casino. There's no clocks. There's no light. You're just here. And we're here. For the we next are two here. hours. And oh boy, we got a couple of great interviews in the can already. Justin Jefferson coming up. T. Higgins was just with us. We've got Isaiah Simmons showing up at some point during this segment, plus many more today. Our good friend Emmett Smith will be here at the bottom of the hour. And we just had a little excitement oh, man. before the program began. You know, some days when we BS about things for 10 minutes or so, we have to stretch. Right. No stretch today because. Just about five minutes. Do we have this showtime? I don't know if they've recaptured it and turned it around. Because I fell down. I don't. I don't know that there's enough cameras here to fully appreciate what occurred. But Chris fell, fall down, go boom, and it. You handled it very well. It was kind of like a slow motion because we're up by about what is that? Two feet, two and a half yeah, feet, probably. Something broke, and down Chris went, sprawling onto the carpet, I uninjured. Went down. He's fine. Wasn't holding a coffee. No Pratt fall. Didn't take me out either. Thank God I wasn't in any. Thank of God the we didn't break your hip or something. Oh, here it's coming. Here it is. This is the first, first exclusive video. Down he goes and it's <laughs> 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 like we're gonna be like, what the oh, hell? Oh man, oh, dumbass! I couldn't believe it. I thought yeah, I was gonna be able you. to keep my balance. Like as I was going down, I was like, well, I'm not gonna really go down. Like I'm gonna stumble, but I won't fall. That's the new gift that replaces puking into the trash can. Gosh, man. I stepped on this little metal thing back here because there were some wires, and it gave way. And, uh, yeah, that was like what we talked about on Monday, right? The old quarterbacks got to go with the fall. There's the art of the fall. 
once I knew I was going down, I just went with it. The role is priceless. <laughs> the, ro- <laughs> the role is priceless. So I'm just glad you're not hurt. That uh, was just. I mean, hey, you could you could have gotten injured. I'm I glad you're not injured. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have been able to do the show without you. Uh, You'd be in a sling. Well, it could have been. You could have been the, the. I could have got injured though, and it could have been the Chris Sims show. Welcome to uh, Chris Sims Peacock. Uh, he owns the that's, station that's now. <laughs> so I was like, "Where's this going?" Yeah. No, I would have testified that it was your fault. Okay. I'll protect. Thank you. I'll protect the peacock if it comes down to it. Okay. So uh, we're here uh, on Radio Row all week long, live on Peacock, Sirius XM eighty five, Sky Sports NFL every day. The folks in the UK and Ireland are thrilled that we are live. They heard Chris say a bad word three times in succession, machine gun style yesterday. Yes. No bleeps available. But uh, it's been great. One o'clock over there. No, one o'clock here. Six o'clock at night over there. I don't know what time it is here. I still can't get used to being in the mountain time zone, two hours from home. I'm a little. That's I'm a the little thing I miss most. Other than my dog, I miss most not being. And that's the other thing I noticed today too. I miss my dog so much. Every dog I see, I want to go up and not just like pet it all. I want to like grab it and talk to it and pretend it's my dog. Well, you could have brought your dog out here. No. You could have brought Macy. No, couldn't I, she, she? No, she was not trained. Did not train to, to go in the flight. The flight. No, no way. No All right, way. would have well, been bad. You'll, you'll, she'll love you like a king when you get It'll back be great. on Monday no, night. No, 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 because Joe is oh, the you, alpha. Right. I, I will get some collateral. Right. You know, tail wag. But yeah, she'll hey, be all hey, over mom. Hey. Yeah, good to see you, you jerk. Yeah. All right, yeah. where's Jill? Where's she at? All right, so <laughs> we got some stuff to talk about before we get to the guest today. And one thing that I was very interested in. Deion Sanders was here earlier with Peter King, and Deion's the one who started the talk months ago about a Hall of Fame within the Hall of Fame. Yeah. And when Tom Brady retired last week, we just kind of spontaneously brought it up, and I said, you know what, maybe there should be something more than just gold jacket, put the bust in the room with all the others, all due respect. I mean, if you're a Hall of Famer, you're a Hall of Famer, but there are certain, and you've talked about it, Yeah. the, the inner room. The Lawrence Taylors of the world. The guys who clearly are the best of the best. Here's Dion with Peter King discussing Dion's belief, along with ours, that there should be a Hall of Fame within the Hall of Fame. How would you sort of separate if you had your choice in the Hall of Fame? Would you really want to have a wing of the Hall of Fame? Yeah, upper room. An upper room. You gotta have an upper room. And so, how do you decide you who's in it? If, shoot, they decide who's in it. The game decides who. You know who changed the game. Like, if you just say, okay, so you're gonna put LT beside some of the guys that y'all been putting in the last few years, you just gonna have them sit beside LT like it's cool? You can't, you guys can't feel good about this stuff, but you have a quota. You shouldn't have to meet a quota every year to send guys in. If they ain't that, they ain't that. That's not right. Yeah. Because that's what y'all told me. But here's the biggest issue. How in the world would you decide who goes in the upper room? You say, the well, room, they'll choose the upper you know room. What the upper, you know who should decide? We should decide that. Y'all need to get out of the way and let us decide the upper room. Y'all have done your thing, and I appreciate that. I appreciate it immensely because you earned the right to be on that committee to vote. The upper room, that should be us because when we're together, we know who ain't got no business in that. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. I can listen to that all day. All awesome day. interview by Peter King of Deion Sanders. And but we talked to him yeah, off the, out let, there for a let second. Let the Hall of Famers, let the Hall of Famers right. decide who's in the upper room. I think that's great. I hadn't thought of that before. Yeah. Do it. Well, they know. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, I, I think there's a lot of those conversations that go on already where Hall of Famers go, yeah. I who's mean, that? Hey, why is he, you know, <laughs> I played against him. He doesn't really, we never looked at him as a Hall of Fame player. 
right? You know, unfortunately, yeah, I think Dion makes the right point. The quota is a huge problem. You know, they don't do that in Major League Baseball. No, they got to have a certain number. Look, it's a business. I know. It's a museum. Canton is relevant to the sports world one weekend out of the year. And that's fine. Nothing against Canton. Sure. But without the Hall of Fame, Canton is just, just any nothing. other mid-level city that doesn't have an NFL team yeah. that is like every other place that doesn't have an NFL team. Yeah. It's got the Hall of Fame. It's the epicenter of pro football for one weekend out of the year. And so you got to have eight busts. you got to have maximum hotel yeah, stage. village. You've got to right. have, yeah, village. <laughs> not a word. If it was anybody else, they probably a word. Uh, and watch, it, watch, it's probably a word. But, uh, you know, the parade, maximum people, fans there at the games, you know, they tie in the games to yeah. who's in the Hall of Fame. So, yeah, and, and every year I'm like, and we're going to get the names tonight of the new class, and there's going to be a couple where I'm going to be like, come on. Yeah. But, but they, they have, yeah, there is a quota. I know. Every year. I, Push them through. It's a quota. It's become way too political, you know, as we've discussed. I I think we both know little stories about certain guys behind the scenes where it's like, yeah, they didn't make it, but they're not going to take no for an answer. And they're just going to continue to beat down the media that they know and other players they know to prop up this conversation until they get in. And I don't just think that's right either. You know, that's to me. Best example is Eli Manning. Well, and, and look, Eli Manning's a borderline case, but because last name is Manning, right. and now he's got this media career, and he's sure. going to have Peyton pushing him, right. and his dad pushing him, you, you're, the voters are just going to get, like, how many years can you resist putting Eli Manning in? Right. He's getting in. He, he, and, and okay if he gets in. He shouldn't get in first ballot, but you're right. I think that's a guy that you'd go. It, it's, but it's, you look at the numbers, well, you could make the argument. His career winning percentage is 500, yeah. you know, or is it below 500? I don't think it's below. It's like he had a win like the last game of his career to go above 500. It was something like that. And Shereen Williams, who's one of the Hall of Fame voters, said at one point late in his career, you know, if he hangs around long enough, he's going to torpedo his own Hall of Fame case. Right. Because, you know, it's not just what you did that was good. It's what you did that was bad. Right. And if you do enough bad, it undermines the good and you don't get in. Yeah, well, certainly you're right. There's something of that. It it does. It it can can deter if you hang around too long. Kurt Warner had that donut hole in the middle of his career that he had to overcome. Right, exactly right. Yeah. There's that. But I think there's too many cases where, you know, and again, I'm not going to name names here and do that, but you've heard me talk behind the scenes where some guys get in the Hall of Fame on a, on a team, on a defense, let's just say, and you talk to the other guys that coach that defense are like, wait, he's in the Hall of Fame, but this guy that we thought was the best player on our defense is not? And it's just like, oh, yeah, this guy, he's called everybody in the world and politicked everybody in the world and called every Hall of Famer that gets involved and talking to the media people as well. And it just, now they're in the Hall of Fame. And that's where it's gone, it seems, sideways a little bit over the last few years. And I know why it frustrates you, because if your dad was willing to play that game, he'd be in. But your dad's not playing that game. Your dad's not. And that's the right way to do it. Like, your resume speaks for itself. I don't need... There's something unseemly, frankly, about, you know, instigating a political push to try to get yourself some honor. You either deserve it or you don't. But the problem is the people who politic and take those seats take them away from the people who deserve them, the, who are keeping their mouths shut. I would agree with that, right? And that, I think, you know, my father is like us. You know, he, he's more like, wait, the Hall of Famers are guys like we, you don't even discuss. Like, it's like, oh, yeah, John Elway. Oh, oh Lawrence Taylor. Yeah, Reggie White. Right, right, that's them. I don't know if he, he never viewed himself in that class. But to your point, then he started to see some people get in, and he's like, wait, they're in? 
you know, you could talk to anybody in my era and they tell you I'm better than that guy, but I can't believe he's in and whatever. So, yeah, that's where it's become a little confusing. And maybe the answer is to what Dion's been saying all along is that it just needs to be a special room where, okay, yeah, they get voted in by the media, boom, now the Hall of Famers or a special group of Hall of Famers votes in, wait, does anybody in this class deserve to be in our little area here? I I can get behind that. I I think there's some logic there. And, you know, there will still be political efforts among that. Right. But the reality is, and I trust Dion in this regard, he's going to put his name on that. He knows who belongs. And he would be a great gatekeeper. You know, if one of the upper room Hall of Famers or one of the lower room Hall of Famers who's in the process of deciding who gets in is trying to push a friend. Yeah, right. It's like, come on, come on. And you let them hash it out among themselves without anyone else around. Let the football players who are the best of all time work it out among themselves. Let their personalities work it out, and they'll know. They'll know who belongs in. I love that approach. I do, too. Guys like Dion and Ray Lewis and Ed Reed and Peyton Manning, they watch the game to a point where they know who those guys are. They're following everything. That's why Dion can speak to it the way he can speak to it. He's he's a great fan that watches it all, you know what else you do? You know what else you do? You televise it. You televise it. With Dion and Ed Reed and Troy <laughs> Polamalu and all of the yeah. Hall of Famers figuring out who deserves to be right. within that upper room. Right. And I've said, look, okay, you have your Hall of Fame class. You could do one member of the upper room. I like that. I like yeah. that. It's, it's, it's less clunky than Hall of Fame within the Hall of Fame. Right. The upper room, one a year for 10 years. Yeah. Do the first 10 that way. And then maybe do it every other year after that. But you could come up with a formula and you got to have a, and then you got to have an initial like who are the ones of the Hall of Famers yeah, now? Yeah. And then moving forward you gotta have a process for it, but they'll just know. Like with Tom Brady, we know. It's nobody else. It's Tom Brady. Now Peyton Manning, you know, I don't know, would he be in the upper room? I'll let the Hall of Famers figure that out. Oh, come on, of course he would. Okay, he's in the upper room then. Yeah. I just wanna be you know, because right. it's two quarterbacks from the same era. I got I you. I feel like it should only be one. Oh, well you know? okay, I know, but there can be have more one than upper room type of yeah. player in a position in the era, right? Yeah. We, and Troy you just said Ed Reed and Troy Palomalo, we're not gonna cancel one of them out. Right, right? because the other one happens to be a safety. Right. That's They're fair. both amazing. Right. Peyton's in the upper room. Yeah. I mean, but not Peyton, Eli. Well <laughs> well, I'm not I mean, no, he's not. I, I don't mean to be I, I, I mean, got that's the all difference. the respect for that's Eli. That's the difference. But you're right. Even if Eli Eli's getting a gold jacket yeah. at some point. But Peyton's upper room, Eli's not. Yeah. It's it's obvious it's simple and Dion would when, agree. When I played, I mean, if we played the Colts or the Giants, listen, respect for Eli and all that. And, and, and you, know, you know my thoughts. He's one of the greatest Giant quarterback of all time. But it wasn't like playing Peyton. Peyton, like, the whole organization was on edge. Oh, my gosh, it's Peyton. Hey, we can't do this or he's going to do that. We can't show this too early or he's going to check to that. I mean, it was like an inevitable force. Oh, wait, the Colts got the ball and they're down by six in the fourth quarter? It wasn't like, oh, I hope we can stop them. It's just like, man, I hope they go down and score quick and we have some time left. You know, and I didn't get to play against so I was back up in these situations. But it was like a, he was a force of nature. You know, Peyton Manning in his prime, I, I, you know, I could argue he's the greatest I've ever seen in his prime, so he would definitely be upper room. I've actually heard people say they were more concerned about facing Peyton than facing Tom Brady. Well, from I, that perspective, agreed. everyone is scared to death. Agreed. I, I, I think that is the total truth. My experience, and when I was on teams that played Peyton, and we were on teams that played, you know, New England was a little bit more about the whole team, and it wasn't just like, 
you know, Brady at the line of scrimmage making checks and always doing the right play. It was just about, man, they do a lot of things right as a football team. When, we, when I was on Tennessee or Tampa or Denver and we played Peyton, it was like the most stressful week of the year for D coordinators. And you could tell the secondary guys and everybody was in a – it was another stratosphere of stress and we got to disguise and do all these special things. Um, and, and that's why Peyton was Peyton Manning. And they are the alphas of the alphas. Yeah. I trust them to come up with who else belongs because they know it undermines their own sure. status if they let somebody in the upper room who shouldn't be in. Right. Just the way Dion explained it was great. Oh, it was great. Dion, I could listen to Dion perfect. all day. I could too. I'm, yeah. I, that, I, was, I kept waiting for that clip to go on. It's like, I want to hear more. Right, it's a great right. explanation. I'm glad Peter King got into it with him because it's relevant now that Tom Brady's retired and he would be in that upper room. And yeah. I don't know who all gets in. That's the thing. They know who gets in. It's just the best response we know. Yeah. And they know. Right. The players who belong in it know. And and it shouldn't be all that difficult. Not nearly as difficult as it is to draw the line as to who gets in the Hall no. of Fame and Agreed who doesn't. You. We'll be joined by Isaiah Simmons here momentarily. Until we get to that, yesterday a significant comment from Ron Rivera, the commander's coach. Now this had been reported and we had confirmed it, but he said it directly here. Sam Howell enters the offseason program as QB1, and they're not going to get on this, this treadmill of looking for one of the veterans who will be available. Last year, they called every team to see if their quarterback would be available in trade, and they got dragged a little bit for it. Oh, you called the Chiefs. How dare you? Well, hey, this is a way to make sure we're not missing anything. You turn over every stone, not just some of the stones, and they found Carson Wentz, and now they're going to find... Sam Howell, and they're going to find a veteran backup to support Sam Howell. That's the plan, and and let's see. You got a guy on a rookie contract for three more years, and maybe maybe they have something. And you know, one thing that I know the Commanders believe, if he had been in the draft a year earlier, he would have been a first rounder. Sure. So right. they think they got a guy that's really going to make a difference. I, I you know it, it, the timing of when you come out, right? The the, the publicity behind that, yeah, he probably would have been a higher draft pick, you know, if he had come out a year earlier. His name was hotter. He had a better year his junior year than senior year. I still, I was shocked when he said that to us yesterday. I really was. I was you shocked know, just to that it, I knew exactly. that was the case, but to come out and say it was surprising. Yeah, I, just to come out and say it, like, no ifs, ands, or buts about it, and... You know, again, just, I, I, oh, okay, I thought maybe he would get, hey, you know, he'll be able to compete for it. But he mean, he flat out said, no, no, he's QB1 when we start OTAs. And then they're going to find some sort of veteran pre- presence there, you know, for just in case. But they've obviously seen enough. He is a very natural playmaker, that's for sure. And, you know, he can, he can, he can throw a deep ball. And he can move in the pocket a little bit and make plays like we saw in that Dallas Cowboys football game there at the end of the season. So we'll see if he can capitalize that and see if they can have their guy for the future. We are here in Arizona, by the way. We would be remiss if we didn't talk at some point about the Cardinals or maybe talk to a Cardinal. So let's do both. The Cardinals are still looking for a head coach. We have three vacancies filled. Two vacancies remain. It's been reported that the Cardinals will not be hiring a new head coach until after the Super Bowl. The Colts probably in that same bucket, but eventually we think the Cardinals will have a head coach again. Isaiah Simmons is a great linebacker for the Arizona Cardinals, and here he is. This is the magic 
of camera technology. See, we put up that screen, and we get it all in order. And, and we boom, look like we it was back, all set up. And here he is. Damn, there he as is. As natural as it can possibly be, Isaiah Simmons joining the program. Isaiah, how are you, pal? I'm good. How are you doing? Thanks up, for man? having me. You're doing great. Great yeah. to be here in Arizona. Yeah, how's You're the You're a great host. Is the weather doing you It's good? cold. Oh, what? At night, that it's cold. cold. I'm from, I'm, I'm live up in, like, you know, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut okay. area. It, okay. It's been cold. It's yeah. been eight degrees. But, break. but, but yeah. when you come to Arizona, you kind of, I didn't know that it was 40 degrees at night in the wintertime. It's kind of nice. It's kind of refreshing. When that sun goes down, that desert cold is... It's real. Yeah. It is. I've been trying to tell people, they're like, no way. I'm like, just find out for yourself. Yeah, right, right. They'll figure it out when they get here. Yeah. All right, you you did, you had a big year this year. I mean, I feel like your role got settled down finally. You know, am I I right to say that? No Jordan Hicks. They finally kind of figured out how to maybe use you the correct way. Am I correct to say that? Um, Maybe not there yet. You know, so much in my opinion, I would say that... I moved more into, like, my natural position, more of what I was doing at Clemson. Um, you know, I was more so in that, like, nickel safety role. Roving of, around the field. Rolling around in right. that area, you know. Right. So, um, you know, I just felt like, you know, I'm just finally starting to get back to get back to what I do. Um, and I really feel like last year was really just, like, just putting the one foot through the door, you know. Yeah. Only, we're just getting started. Well, get when you say getting back to what you do, like explain that to people out there. Like you mean just like being in the middle of the field and they just say like go get the ball and you can run around and do that. And then <laughs> like ma- see ball, get ball. Well, a little <laughs> bit. I mean, I feel like that's what you did at Clemson a lot of times when yeah, you were there. Um, I just think really what it really what it is um, is just being able to. You never know. I could be in the post. I could be in the half field. I could be blitzing off the edge, blitzing through. It's the insane. Gap. You know, I could be a hook, curl, curl, flat. You just, you know, you never know. And um, I can do that all from anywhere. I, I, honestly, anywhere. Linebacker, I, I free safety, nickelback. Yeah. You, you did. You did we, it all. We had a discussion before the show. How, 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 do we, how do we describe Isaiah? Linebacker, safety, what do we call him? It's like, well, I'll just ask you, what do you call yourself? Uh, when I get asked, I normally say, like, linebacker, safety. And then I go, well, I kind of just a little bit of everything. Um, so... That's pretty much what I say, linebacker safety with a little bit of everything. You like that, though, don't you? Having the freedom to I move do. around, confuse the offense a little bit. They never know where you're going to pop up. Yeah, because, I mean, I, the way I view football is conceptually uh, not so much a position-wise. And, you know, um, what's the difference between a linebacker playing hook curl or safety Safety doing it. You're right. Same curl. job. You know, it's the same job. Yeah, that's so, right. Um, when I look at it that way, I feel like that. that's – yeah, that's well, why. There's I, one label we can't do. apply to Isaiah Simmons, and that that's head coach. Although the job is open, I mean, you can apply for it at this point. How does <laughs> it feel to be this deep into the off season and not have a head coach? Um, man, um, I'm, I'm just, I'm really anxious just to see who it is, just because you know I'm, I'm ready to get started on you know our new beginnings, um, just on building the foundation of, of the team, and you know just just learning about our head coach and what his what he's envisioning for the team and you know like I said just get going so um I'm super anxious for it um when I after the season um I was told it was going to be about two weeks right uh so yeah yeah yeah. past that deadline yeah Yeah, we passed that deadline so I'm right now I'm super anxious for it so like take us through the year a little bit I mean playoffs two seasons ago it looked like everything was on the up and up right Mm -hmm. And I saw a comment from Buda Baker a few days ago talking about training camp. He didn't feel like people were kind of on their P's and Q's and focused. Mm-hmm. Like, where did it where did it slip up or go wrong for you guys this year, in your opinion? Yeah, um, you know, like like Buda said, um, 
in training camp, you could tell that maybe at times it's a little relaxed. It was a little too relaxed. Yeah. Um, and you know, training camp that's when you really find out a lot about your team. Definitely. And at times, I felt like a lot of that um, carried over into the season. Um, you know, with uh, people being maybe too relaxed um, or taking advantage of. The culture, the culture, and showing up to a meeting a little late, or yeah, yeah, yeah. moseying like out on the practice field where you're like, exactly. "Man, we've all been out here, but exactly. you're coming out a minute late. Like, what's going on?" Yeah, so just just a higher sense of urgency, right? Um, that'd be the best way I could say. Yeah, it. Just I got higher you. Sense of urgency. I got Is that you. what you want in a coach? You want somebody who's going to be kind of the opposite of the culture and come in and take over and hold guys accountable and expect more. And um, you is know, that what you want? So last year, that was or just my time in the NFL has been. Uh, my first time with a coach um, of that structure. Um, and I don't think it's a bad thing, you know. I really think it just depends on what type of professional you are, you know, because the guys that handle their business and are are locked in on what they need to do, you see them, they're performing well. Some of the older guys and been exactly. around a little bit. Exactly, the guys bit. who understand, right. you know, exactly. Right. You know, those guys, they're still performing well and they're yeah. understanding what they need to do. But, you know, also, you know, coming from Clemson, um, you know, everything was like this. Oh, Dabo you know, This is the Dabo way, this is the way you, we're going to yeah, do it. Right. It's but, my way or the highway. But it worked. And you know, when when it's working and you're winning, it doesn't bother you. Um, and you don't. You start to not know anything different. So um, I, I really appreciate coaches that are like that as well. Just just that set the structure because honestly, football. You know, it's all about structure. Um, and I feel like it's very important. You you got a great feel for the game. So I want to ask you, like, I know it was early in the year. You played the Chiefs first mm-hmm. game of the year. You played Eagles, you know, in that first quarter of the season to at least the first half of the season. Give us your, you know, assessment of those teams and how like, you kind of break it down for the Super Bowl. What jumps out to you about both of them? Um, well, we can start with number 15. Okay. Um, <laughs> Isn't it funny how every conversation starts with 15? It's yeah. just amazing. Um, you know, personally, I'd say he's probably the best player I've played against Um yeah, far. Ex- explain it too. Tell the fans like, what is it like playing Mahomes? What is it where you're just like, holy crap? Uh, I just feel like, just when you think you got him beat, he figures out some way to do something spectacular. Right. right. Um, you don't know how he's going to throw the ball. Obviously, we've learned yeah. left, right, underhand, <laughs> overhand, side arm, like a hook. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar hook you shot. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. And and along with that, like he's smart, mobile on his feet, um, accurate off the throw, accurate off his feet. Yeah. That's tough. Yeah. You've never along seen anything with, like him. Along, exactly. Along yeah. with that, you know, he has, you know, arguably, you know, the best tight end to play the game. Right. Um, so just they're going to find the matchups. Um, but just to flip to the Eagles side. Yeah, what about them? You know, they're loaded. Yeah. Offense, defense, they have one of the sickest D lines ever. Right. Um, we see what they're doing. You know, they might make history of what they're doing. Yeah. Um, and then Jalen Hurts is – I mean, yeah. We see what he's doing. Right. You know, he's playing. He's playing like MVP. So yeah. that, along with the receivers, the receivers, Devontae Smith, uh, AJ Brown. Um, you got to give credit where credit's due. So you look at and the Eagles like this and the Chiefs like this. That's not necessary. But the quarterback. <laughs> you well, know, you, we, I've been. We've been saying it all week. Yeah. Where the Eagles are better. We know that. We're yes. with you. Everybody knows that. Right. But is it by so much that number 15, 15 and red can't even it out? I and, feel like you know he makes up so much that is it's. It's going to be a tough game. It's going to be a tight one. Yeah. You got to lean yet? It's hard to beat Patrick Mahomes. Let's, yeah. let's say that. All right. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. You guys have a pretty good quarterback yeah. in Kyler Murray. 
but he's currently injured. Mm-hmm. Have you been keeping tabs on how he's doing as he recovers from this ACL? Because that's a, that's a big deal for a guy with with that much reliance on his explosion and mobility to have to come back from that and trust it going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, I know for a fact that he's you know he's been progressing, um, working hard at it, um, but. He's, he's kind of private about it, um, which, you know, I don't necessarily think is a bad thing. But, you know, he's not just super deaf in detail. But, you know, the updates, we appreciate the updates. And we, we know that he's doing well and uh, getting better day by day. So really looking forward to seeing him back on the field. He seems super private. Like, yeah. like even for the guys on the team, like, you, 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 like do you get to hang out with Kyler and, like, Occasionally, Kyler Occasionally? comes to hang out with us. Yeah. yeah, he comes to hang out with us. Right, like I know he's one of the guys, but he's he is he's soft spoken and kind of quiet, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I mean it's nothing wrong, nothing wrong with it. You know, everybody's not social. Yeah, wants is he to be dev- out and but you need to be a leader at some point, or somebody's got to be the right. leader. Is Correct. he emerging as a leader despite his personality, or are others becoming the leaders instead? Yeah, I do. I think um, I, I just feel like I just feel like in this past year. Um, he really improved with it. Um, just maybe just stepping out of what he would normally do, which, you know, I'm not saying what he normally does is a bad thing, but, um, you know, just stepping out of what he would normally do. and Trying to grow as a player and yeah, a leader. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. And we all, every, every player in the NFL, to Patrick Mahomes, to, you know, whoever you want to say, um, has things to work on. So, yeah. um, you know, everybody's, we're all growing. Yeah. yeah. When you look at your Cardinal football team, because I want to hear your sales pitch here in a minute, mm-hmm. what's like the one area of the team where you kind of felt like, oh, man, we were a little mismatched here? I mean, I know you got a lot of good players and all mm-hmm. that. I'm not trying to – but he, another top-tier pass rusher, more big people in the middle of the line. What, what um, do you kind of look at it? You go, like, man, we kind of had some issues in that department. Um, in my opinion, I'm, I can only speak for defense. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I would say – not that we missed it, because I feel like the guys we have in the future to come, they're, yeah. they're going to be, like, top dogs. Um, but, you know, when you lose a guy like Chandler Jones, yeah, right. is, you're going to feel it. Yeah. Um, a guy who has over 100 sacks, even though we have J.J. who has over 100 yeah, sacks. Yeah, right. Um, just Chandler's presence, uh, yeah, what he does. On the outside, does, on the edge. You know what I mean? Right. It's, it's almost unmatched. Right. And we see what those guys are doing. I mean, look at Hassan Reddick. Right. Um, Chris, guys like Chris Jones, you see what he's doing. Yeah. Um, so that pass rusher, in your opinion, may, changes the defense in a big way. Yeah, it, it does because, yeah. you know, schematically, you know, you may have to change what you're doing in the back seven. Right. So, right. Yeah. yeah. I hear you there. That yeah, the more answer. resources they have to spend to right. slow down the pass rusher, the less they have to deal with the guys in the back right. seven. The you guys can run a little more free. Right. And the QB, if he knows he doesn't have time to throw it. Right. Rushes you know? decisions. Exactly. You know, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I hear you. Okay, so you're here today on behalf of Legacy League NFT Exchange. Mm-hmm. Tell us more about it. So, yes, um, Legacy League, um, it's a premier sports um, NFT exchange for college athletics and universities. And um, the alumni fans, um, you can collect and support it. Um, and if you don't know what an NFT is, um, it is, it's a digital form of, could be like a picture um, of a painting. Right. And um, they're all one of a kind. And, you know, everybody, you, you can you own have the, the rights of those, right? To own the rights of them. Right. Yeah, so Carry it around in your phone. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, I feel like that's definitely becoming the future, just like with the meta world and yeah. just the way things are advancing. So right. It's almost like a new, the new age trading cards to exactly. a degree, too. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. 
I've, I've seen a lot of cool ones out there, so yeah. looking forward to see a lot of more cool ones. Yeah, I've seen right. some out there that aren't very cool, but I'm not going to talk well, about that. Well, you need that. to make I've some. I've seen some bad ones, yeah. too. <laughs> you need to make some. You need to make yeah. some, too. So hey, in the works. In the works. It's in the in works. works. All right. <laughs> all right. Like hey, it. Isaiah, thanks for some of your time. Congratulations on all your success, and hopefully you'll have a head coach by, who knows, maybe this time next week. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. All right. There he is. We'll be back with PFT Live right after this. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The legends are true. We're overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Where would it all happen? And here's where it's been happening all week. Our good buddy Bruce Arians is hanging out back here. I know. I'm hoping he comes I over here. I brought him a cigar. Get him around up here. a little bit. I Get hope him he... up. <laughs> now, you would not have my back in I that would, one? I would. I would. I would. I'd like to see it start out a little bit, and then I'll get your back. I, I, I have a feeling that he would speak freely and candidly. And I know. No. I would go run and hide under the desk. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely. So uh, I, I, uh, I always enjoy B.A. He might walk by and say something we're, colorful, too. We're going to. Oh, I know. Doing. You got it. Well, nothing more colorful than anything you would ever say there he, oh, is. Man, here he is bruce arians all right this is a live tv show how are you bruce good to see you buddy yeah there he is two-time coach of the year bruce arians you know uh hey well no that's what's awesome about bruce arians though he doesn't he gets it he does he get it. it he knows maybe you wrote a few things that were not he told me last year say what you want that exactly. was his walk-off well, from his farewell press right. conference as coach but of the like, buccaneers he doesn't try right whatever you want he looked you in your eye shook your hand right well, there he had sunglasses on i can't tell well he was looking i think he was looking all right <laughs> but, but yeah that's what i respect about bruce arians and you know i was looking yesterday at the coach of the year yeah. there was a weird four years where it was him one year right then ron rivera then him again then Ron Rivera. Yeah, that's crazy. Isn't that wild? That is. That really is. Who's going to be coach of the year this year? We're going to find that out tonight. I, I figure it, it'll be Dayball. I, I would think Dayball or Doug Peterson. I think it is, to me, the closest race ever because I am one, too, that, again, you know, I know we had this conversation where Shanahan deserves to be in that. It, it, what Shanahan did with a third-string quarterback, I know we all knew they were going to be good, but all I'm saying is they were dominant, as we've talked about. It wasn't just good and they were, like, finding ways to win. They were blowing teams out with a third-string quarterback. 
That's where I just think he deserves to be in the combo. And the other reality that I think a lot of people still don't understand, it's based on the regular season. The voting happens three right. days after the regular season ends. So it doesn't matter that Nick Sirianni beat Brian Dayball because there's some saltiness over the fact that Sirianni isn't one of the finalists. Sure. Or maybe he will be. I can't remember. They listed the finalists, and I don't think he was one of them. But there was a point in the regular season where it seemed like he was the no-brainer. That yeah. He was the guy who was going to win it. Well, it, he got a little just uh, of the... The old tale of we all thought the Eagles were going to be great, right? And they were so good and dominant that I just don't think it shocked yeah. people, really. Uh, we were all kind of expecting that from well, them. And it also tailed off for them. Yes, right. Down the end, the they lost some mojo. They were the, the clearly best team, and then it started to just kind of fizzle out toward the end of the right. year. Here's a guy who never fizzles out. Oh, baby. Where's the Look tequila? Where's Look the up. tequila? No tequila back. this time? Yeah, I What's got up, it. Emmett? I was just right. running late. I just left them behind. Yeah, that's okay. It, it, it'll show up. It'll show up. We'll get the tequila One here. of the all-time greats, the all-time rushing leader, Emmett Smith, joining us again at the Super Bowl. Emmett, how are you, buddy? I'm good. How about you guys? Awesome. Great. Great, great to have you. Excellent. Yeah, you doing good, man? I'm good. I can't complain. I won't. Yeah, all right. All right. All right. You can. I mean, we'll, we'll take it no, if you want. Well, not everybody take it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we, got, we got a special video. We are going to roll the video. Chris will be very upset. Chris may start crying. Oh, here we go. Because it's from I know what's happening here. That... Uh, oh, oh, yeah, it is. We're, we, we, if we have Emmett on, we got to always talk about the shoulder game. I mean, that's just... It well, was we got to talk about the shoulder have, game. It's a part of my childhood. I don't know what it's going to be, but I think it's about that game. Here it is. I mean, that game was a key to us being successful in the playoff. Giants with Phil Simms came within an overtime period against Dallas of winning home field advantage through the playoffs. Then who knows what could have happened? How old were you, how old you at the time? I was 13. 13? Yeah, I was very aware. I, I, I was out in the you know the, the tunnel of the old Giant Stadium, right? right, right and they right. had that ramp, right? Right. right. I was right there by you after the game as you were getting on the bus because I was waiting for Dad and you know Dad was talking to Jimmy a little bit and Troy and. After the game, but uh, yeah, special moment. All right, so here's a, I mean, Dad always says the greatest team he ever played was the 92 Cowboys, 93 Cowboys. Mm -hmm. Do you think you guys go on, like you said right there, do you think you go on and win the Super Bowl if you didn't win that game right there and had home I'm field? Not, I'm not sure if we do or not. Yeah. Because I'm not sure how well I would have been able to perform if I did not have the that, week off. That, that week off. Right. Uh, because, I mean, almost seven days after that, I still had swelling in my shoulder and in my trap. And it was still uncomfortable. Right. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't a, know if, how well I would have been able to perform. Yeah, right. They'd they have to do it some went, other ways. Yeah, we were good, but I don't know. I mean, yeah. Yeah, we had to do it some other ways. Right. You have to have superpowers to be a professional athlete, but you had a higher level. And I've told you this before, but it really is amazing. We've talked to guys all week about what it means to play running back and go between the tackles against those giants that are trying, literally, trying to throw you to the ground and, and land on top of you. And you just had a knack for playing through anything and everything. Cause it's not like you avoided it. You just found a way to play through it. Well, you have to find ways to play through certain things. I mean, I mean, some things you can play through. Then there are others that you just absolutely cannot do anything right. with. There's a difference between being hurt and injured. <clears throat> hurt, you should be able to play. Right. Injured, you, you're on the sidelines. Right. Yeah. But in games <clears throat> like this that means so much, 
and I still had my legs. I got to have my legs to get away. You can manage through some of the other stuff. Right. Some of the other stuff, things are manageable. Right. Yeah. All right. All right. Like Patrick Mahomes, for example. Yeah. Right. High ankle sprain. Right. He managed. Right. Through last week's game or two weeks game, two weeks ago. Yeah. Managed through it. Got his got the ball where he needed to get it, and they performed well. Right. He could do the same thing come Sunday. Right. Well, you know why we're on them. Like, I know you guys had a dynasty. They're not a dynasty yet, but it's three out of four years right. like you guys, right? right. You know, what, what jumps out to you about their run that kind of makes the Chiefs magical? Right now yeah. is the fact that Tyreek Hill is not there. Yeah. Right. And they made an adjustment to bring in other guys to fulfill that role, and right. they are doing it. Right. Um, the consistency and the expectation of the team. It's impressive, right? It's impressive. Yeah. Um, the focus and the discipline of that team is impressive. The nucleus of that team is still there. Yeah. So they're plugging and playing and growing and building with new people. Yeah. And those people are becoming more comfortable and more effective at what they're doing in this offense and on this team. So am I surprised? No, not really. Right. Because right. you still have a great quarterback tight end and other players that are making plays. And that defense is, you know, they haven't been great all year, right. but they've been good enough. They, to keep, they rise on the right occasion. With, yes, right, yes. right, right. We're now 27 years removed from the last time the Cowboys even played in an NFC championship game. Obviously, you were on that team two weeks before beating the Steelers in Super Bowl 30 for your third win in four years. I would have never dreamed of somebody, and Chris and I have talked about this, if somebody would have told me that year that Early 2023, the Cowboys still haven't been back to one of the games to get to the Super Bowl. I said, There's no way. These are the Cowboys. The right. Cowboys are always in it. What needs to happen now to punch through next year or the year after? Well, there's a lot of evaluation that needs to take place. Not necessarily just on the player's side of the equation, but also on even the coaching side. I think Dan Quinn has done an excellent job with our defense. Excellent job. He got the guys playing at a totally high level. <clears throat> They're playing not only with confidence, but they're playing fast, and and they're playing even to some level of discipline there. Offensively, I'm not sure we're playing at a high level, mm -hmm. level yet. Right. <clears throat> and there are coordinators that try to achieve, I want to run 90 plays a game. Right. How they get to the damn 90 may not be in line with the talent that you actually have on the team. Yeah, gotcha. And so... I think there's a there's an opportunity to reduce a lot of those 90 plays and come up with 25, 30 staple plays that we run and we run them with perfection. Right. And it's hard for somebody to stop it, even if they know it's coming. You were built like that. Your Cowboys teams, right? Yes. You're yes. kind of like the dad always taught. We knew what defense they're going to line up with. They just were so good at it and so good, it didn't matter. It just didn't matter. And so you guys, with some of your running plays, like you had four or five running plays, right? It just didn't matter. Yeah. You had to stop them. <laughs> but you nope. executed them perfectly. You executed them perfectly every time. Right. And, and I think from that point forth, then you can start working your way and building your way to Little the Little things off yeah, of it, yes, right? Yes, right. Personnel groupings right. and everything else right. can change. I can run the same 25 plays nine different times with different formation, different formation personnel, personnel, whatever. You know right, what? right. I, I don't see right. that. Yeah. I don't see that. I don't, see, I don't even see that at the college level. Yeah. I mean – to me, I think coaching has gone down in those areas because they're so caught up in trying to run so many different plays and right. RPO this and RPO that yeah. that 
they they are leaving the basics and the fundamentals alone. Right. So you probably respect like the 49ers and what they do because they kind of do that. Yeah. Like what you're talking about. Exactly. They're old school. Very much old school. Yeah. Yeah. And yet very effective. Um, Even in today's world, right. that old school West Coast system yeah. works Working. with the Niners. Right. And it works with Shanahan. Yeah. And and you know what? He can flip the switch at any point in time and go downhill at your behind. Yeah. And run it with Dag on Debo Samuels, a wide receiver, <laughs> yeah. and Chris McAfee. Right. And another guy will go and run it back. Yeah. I, gosh, I have so many things I want to ask you right now. All right, first off, what's your feel for this current state of running backs in the NFL? Do you wish they'd do something to help these guys out financially a little bit, like earlier on in their career? Why not? Why not? Right. Why not? I mean, well, you, you, they're getting you, killed, and then it's time for a second contract, and they don't get paid. This is a, this is why you have a two system running back system. Yeah, it's to reduce the money. Yeah, because if I can go to a high paying dollar guy that's worth it, worth the money, right? And I said, well, your contract up. Yeah, you only get this many carries. You only get at 900 yards or 1,000 yards. Right. And the other guy's getting 800. Well, you're not in the top five. Yeah. Elite. Yeah. Well, is that my fault? Right. You just didn't give me the ball enough. You just didn't give me the ball enough. Right, right. So you're trying to break my money up amongst two guys. And that's what I'm starting to see. Yeah, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of that going on. I mean, but, and again, I understand why, too, because the running back position you don't have that bell cow guy. Yeah. Do you really want a bell cow guy? Is the right. question. You right. got a Derrick Henry, and you may have a Josh Jacobs. Yeah, Nick even though Chubb. He had, yeah, Nick that's, Chubb. That's about it. That's though. about it. Right. Zeke used to be that. Right. But now you got Tony Pollard running, doing both. Yeah. They both are doing it that way, and they've both been very effective. So therefore, the money comes down. I know. I worry about it. I wish they'd help these guys a little. Or they ride them too hard in the first five years, and then they go, well, you're not the same anymore, and we can't pay you. Exactly. Who do you think is back next year? Tony Pollard? Ezekiel Elliott? Both? Neither? I think both. Wow. I think both because Pollard, because of his situation, his ankle, not many teams are going to be flocking to get him. It's going to hurt his market. Isn't that horrible, too? That's the thing. You're right on the brink, yeah. and there it is in yeah. a playoff game, and yeah. there goes your opportunity to either get the franchise tag money or hit the open market. Correct. He can't hit the open market, and I, and I think they may put the franchise tag on him and give him a chance to recover for next year. So this is going to be tough. Yeah. That's hard. Back to your point. Right. And I think the league can do something about those tackles too, because you see a lot of guys Come tackling on. hip drop, well, hip drop. You know, you here. I, I, you're perfect to talk about this with. I, he's heard me say this, like that stuff didn't go on in your era. No. And one of my things is the gloves on the defensive guys. Right. They don't fall off people anymore. Right. Like I used to watch you stiff arm people and they fell off. Now I feel like if you stiff arm one of these guys, they still are on you because the gloves never let go, and then you get put in some awkward position. Yeah. Yeah. And they got to say some of these tackles are just yeah. not good. It's just not good. I mean, these these hip tackles and riding the guy down. That's it's like what a got, rodeo. It is a rodeo. It's, it's another form of. Like hog tie. It's another form of. Horse collar. It's, it's, it's the same idea. Yeah, it Pulling a guy yeah. down from behind, and yeah. then you get a leg injury the way you fall down. The guy yep. falls down on top of him. It's like, it all you're doing is just laying your weight back down and just laying on his leg. Exactly. Trying to, I mean, that's the way you it's hurt gotta people. It's got to go. It has to go. Got to go. All right. People are not tackling any longer. No. One way you help people from time to time when they drink responsibly is to have a little Herdura tequila. Yeah. You're back. Yeah. We got a bottle. I'm back. And it looks great. I always come bearing gifts during this time (laughs) of year. So if y'all don't see me until next year, just know next year you're going to get another gift. All right. right. But 
obviously the, this tequila, the Ultra Nejo, is a fine tequila. I didn't bring Ultra last year. No, this, you didn't bring Nejo. Yeah, I brought year. Double Barrel Reposado last boom, year. Boom, boom. But this right here is Ultra Nejo. And Top Chef, I like to drink mines on a big rock. Yeah. Heather Dora right now is going to be the big time sponsor and the lead sponsor. Uh, and the main sponsor at the Kentucky Derby this year. So oh, this brand okay. is up. This brand is on its way up. All right. That's I good. like it's it. has got the horseshoe on the front, yes, so sir. it's fitting to be part fitting. of the Kentucky Derby. We, we, awesome. we do some tequila tequila here, so definitely. I'm a, I'm a crushed ice and a little bit of a lime in my tequila. Just crushed ice? Just crushed ice. Get a big rock next I'm, time. I, I know. I know. You Sometimes I like it a little watered down just a little bit. <laughs> the big rock. The big right. rock. Once it, once it breathes, it's good. the big rock got All you right. covered, homie. All right. I'll try it's it. It's going to keep it chilled the whole time. Emmett says so. I listen. Here's something to try. Tequila mixed with an Italian liqueur called Di Sirono. It is See, he's getting all awesome. Italian stallion on you now it over is here. Awesome. I tried it one night and I had one and I was feeling good. I had a, I had a second one and I was feeling a little too good. What tequila did you do? Herradura. Did you really? Yeah. No, yeah. I didn't have any, but now I do. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm not going to mention drank any the other tequilas. He gave him to last year. He got through <laughs> was it. Was it a reposado that you used or was it? No, it was a Nejo. It was a Nejo? Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right, give all it a right, try. Good. All right, one of the all-time greats, the all-time leading rusher still to this day and probably for a long time to come, the great Emmett Smith. When we return, an awesome receiver will be on set. you got to stick around to find out who it is. We'll be back with more right after this. He throws it down the left sideline. Nathan Cash for a touchdown. T. Higgins, full-grown man, leaps at the goal line and reels it in. Thing of beauty on the throw from Joe Burrow. There he is, and here he is, T. Higgins, Bengals receiver. Awesome to have you here, T. Welcome. Congratulations on all your success. Bengals looking good. Arrow pointing up. How you feeling? Feel good, man. You know, you know. Thanks to Old Spice for having me here. You know, well, he's um, already a pro worker. Look at this. He's going right in. He's like, I got business to take care of. <laughs> All right, give us your spiel, then. Tell us, sell us some Old Spice right yeah, off the bat. Uh, they always keeping me fresh with their swaggers, man. It's just, you know, uh, put it on every morning. Yeah. Even before games, man. Always feeling good. Feeling right. Fresh. Yeah. I'm. A, I'm old. I've done this with everybody up here this week. I'm going to do it again, just so you know. You know it, it goes me, on the inside. He does know it goes on the inside. It makes me smell good for the rest of the day. Yes, now I'm good. Sure. Ah, <laughs> uh, now I got some swagger. All right. First off, I mean, are you gotten to this point where it's just like, hey, Joe, doesn't matter. I'm double teamed, but just throw it up to me, huh? Yeah, man. I mean, sometimes you, I was just like, bro, give me a chance. You're right. Uh, I'm gonna make that play. Uh, you know, it's up to me. It's eighty twenty. Yeah, so. it's eighty twenty. It's yeah, not fifty fifty. I like yeah. that. So, what about? I, I'm I'm always interested because you look like you can jump through the the roof, like. Mm-hmm. We talking any dunk we want on the the basketball oh, yeah. court? Oh yeah, easy. Pretty much anything. Yeah, yeah, Man, yeah. I would I would love to know what that feels like. <laughs> how competitive are the receivers among each other? Because you got three great ones. Right. How, how do you guys interact? And you know who makes the big catch or practice or whatever? Do you guys have that rivalry going internally? Yeah, for sure. Um, definitely coming into every game, we always uh, have a, a little side bet. You know who's going to have the most yards, who's going to have the most touchdowns. Uh, I feel like that that helps us stay competitive and helps us stay in the game. You know, uh, when one's going off, we, we, we're cheering for one another no matter what. So, you, you bitter right now a little, you know, that you're not here? A little bit. Yeah. I mean, you know, that, it comes with it. But, you know, um, 
at the end of the day, you know, I got some friends that's on the Chiefs, so, you know, I'm proud of those guys as well. Yeah, all right, so yeah, talk about the Chiefs a little bit. You know, I mean, you got the best of them the last few times, all right? You guys got a great rivalry. Like, what you guys, you're both Super Bowl caliber teams. What, what what makes them, you know, special or better maybe this year than they were even last year in your mind? Man, they was just, you know, um, able to finish. You can tell they, they're together as a team. Yeah. And um, they just got that mindset that they're going to get it done and, and finish at the end of the day. Like you guys, a lot of ways. Right. Yeah. You just wasn't able to finish. Right. Well, and I also feel like the way that you guys got treated in the aftermath of the game that was canceled, I feel like everybody in the organization was upset mm-hmm. and kind of used it as a galvanizing force, as a motivator. Like, hey, we're getting the short end of it here. Like, we're we, we going to do a coin flip maybe to see if we have to go play in Baltimore, even though we won yeah. the division, and then not talking about neutral site. For, we got to go on the road. And did, did, How much of that really provided kind of that, that, you know, that kick in the ass well, in the postseason? Well, definitely, um, you know, with the coin flip thing, uh, obviously no, no one liked that. But um, we ended up winning that game, then getting that home playoff game. But we just have to play it like, you know, I mean, the rules are the rules. They got the rules there for a reason, and we just have to just, you know, just be us at the end of the day and just go out there and ball. You, um, I want to jump off that a little bit. Like, you guys seem like one of the closest teams there Mm -hmm. is. You know, what what, what is it? What is it about you, Jamar, Joe, that... It seems like there's no egos. You're just in it. Right. You hang hang out with each other a lot off the field too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, we definitely try to do that. Um, you know, me, me, Jamar, Joe, TB. Some sometimes the running backs. Uh, we do Taco Tuesdays almost every Tuesday. Okay. Uh, you know, just to keep that you know that that connection. Yeah. And you beef? That, you a chicken? Shrimp? What do you put in the tacos? All of it. All of it. You don't <laughs> care. I switch it up. Sometimes I have beef. Sometimes I have shrimp. You know, chicken. And I, my favorite though is taco salad. That's, that's taco salad. Yeah. I ordered one for lunch today. Uh, is that <laughs> what you got? Yeah. Taco salad. All right. So wait. Tell us too, because we we're we're fans of you guys. I mean, we talk about you and Jamar. Oh, Joe, talk about Joe and just what you know. What is it about the Joe Burrow magic that kind of seems to you know kind of permeate through the team to give you guys confidence? Uh, he's just one of those leaders that that you can see the poise within him. You know, um, he comes in same time early. You know, he's going to do what he needs to do, even on the field. And, and if a guy's not, you know, having a good practice, he's going to speak up. He will. Like, yeah. he'll, he'll mother F some guys he, every he, now and he'll then. He'll say something to you for he sure. Will. Like, um, I, I, it was one time where uh, guys is uh, like, going in the huddle slow. Right. And he, he's letting us know, like, man, this is championship week. Man. Get your butt in and out of the yeah, huddle. Yeah. we got to have some pace. Yeah, and, you know, you always want a guy like that running the show. So. Right, right. When it's cigar time. Do you do you smoke one when he breaks them out? I didn't this year. Last year I did. Did you like get sick to the stomach the first time you had one? Yeah, and, I ain't like it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like it. right. I'm, I'm I'm with you. I had to get Chris you likes it. Chris likes a different cigar. I like I the other to... kind of cigars <laughs> with the green stuff inside it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I like. <laughs> you know, something weird happened last week too. All of a sudden, your name was trending. Because somebody reported something like you're going to be traded mm. or instead of getting a contract or whatever. What, what's your reaction when you see that? Just kind of come up out of the blue. That kind of BS. Yeah, yeah, I seen that. Um, obviously, I ain't say nothing about it. Nobody within my, you know, within my team said anything about it. Uh, so when I seen it, it was it was shocking to me. But um, at the end of the day, I know what I got going on internally with the organization, and you know, I love Cincinnati. I love being there, and hopefully, we can. Hopefully, I'm there for you know most of my career. I mean, you got to feel like something special is brewing, oh, yeah, for right? Sure, for sure. I mean, so. tip tip of the iceberg. All right, so g- give me like you know, he asked you about Jamar Chase. What's one thing that you wish you could take from Jamar Chase and one thing you think he probably wants to take from you? Yeah, um, 
you know, his route running is 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 precise. You know? It is I, right. I, I would definitely. You know, take that from him. Like know? his ability just to stick the foot in the ground yeah, and make yeah. a ninety-degree turn. Then, especially his uh, his yak, his run after catch. Yeah, yeah, he, he's really good at that. The yeah. acceleration yeah. is right. Yeah. yeah, and I think uh, one thing he could take from me is you know obviously the high points. Yeah, he wants the high points. <laughs> That's high right. Points. <laughs> <laughs> he can't mess with you in that department. Oh no, no, no! I got that one. I got that one a lot. Good, good. <laughs> hey, you know, one other thing I want to say, and we're glad you're here. The stuff that happened with Demar Hamlin. And I'm not going to name names, but there were some folks in our business. That were stupid. That were spreading some bullshit. Yeah. And it was some dumbass stuff. It was a normal play. That play happens all the time. Every game, every ten game times a game. every game it gets played of every level. It was the flukiest of the fluke things. So, you know, and again, I don't know how much that got. You had to be, I mean, I know that if you're the one who is the person who hits him, you're mm-hmm. going to be feeling it. But it, it just happens. There's no right. fault. There's right. no one to blame. It just happened. So, so basically, with, with, with all that, um, obviously, you know, I'm the one that, you know, initiated the contact. Right. Just trying to make a football play, trying to gain extra yards. Catch you know. the ball, tuck your head down. Happens all the time. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And, um, obviously, I've seen the comment, but I didn't really think nothing of it. I mean, he, that's his opinion. Other people had their opinions. And I know what happened, and I know what, what type of play it was. I know what I was trying to do. Um, you know, I talked to the family and everything was all good. Yeah. So. It's good you take the high road. I mean, not everything is subject to two opinions. Right. Sometimes there can only be one opinion and the other one is just bullshit. Mm-hmm. And that's what this one was. So I'm glad you're handling it well because I know how I'd feel. I know how we all feel if we were right. the ones who just happened to be in that wrong place at the wrong time. And it's good that he's doing well. The NFLPA's doctor said yesterday he's going to play again. Guaranteed he's going to play right. again. That's awesome. Yeah. That's the first time I heard this. Right. So. All right. Well, while we're on that subject, like, give us like just a little minute spiel about how that kind of, like, all right, he goes down, right? And you're probably like, okay, uh, he got a head thing or whatever, right? right? So, so basically. When did you know, you know it, or it got real? Or So the play, when, it, when he tackled me, yeah, he was on top of me. Obviously, you don't want nobody on you, so I'm like, you know, get up off me. Yeah, right. And so you know, he, he, gets st- up. he stood up. Right. And I seen him fall, but I'm thinking that one of my, one of my teammates, like, bumped him. He just flopped. So right. I just look back like, oh, he's right. flopping. Right. I'm like, get up. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Then I look back again. Right. That's when everybody And like, Joe Mixon's like, yeah. wait, get, get people That's out here. That's when I knew it was serious. I was like, oh, no. Nah. Right. I just had to turn my head. Right. Okay, so you think it's serious then, but then you weren't thinking like, oh, man, it's a heart attack, right? right? You're right. not thinking I that. I wasn't thinking nothing crazy. I just thought like, you know what I'm saying, maybe it could head be like issue, a Head issue, whatever. Or yeah. Right, a little woozy. Yeah. And then, all right, so how many minutes go by to where it starts to, now the Bengals sideline starts to go, oh, yeah, wait, uh, this is like this? It's probably, probably like three minutes, three to four minutes go by, then right. everybody's like, whoa, what's going on? And then, obviously, me, Joe Mix, and, and some of the guys telling the other guys what's, what happened, and, right. and it was just crazy, yeah. Man. Well, it was a, a, a weird night, a strange night, unprecedented for a lot of us, and I, I'm just glad you're doing well. Everybody focused on tomorrow as we should, but you were part of it, too, and I'm glad that you're doing well, and you're doing well on the field. Bengals are doing well. We say this to all the guys who make it to the playoffs. We don't want to see you here next year. Yeah, don't be here. But we want you to be practicing this soon, week. Too. Time to get paid. <laughs> Send me one of those necklaces when you do, okay? I got you. I all got right. you. All right. T. Please Higgins, do. Bengals receiver. We'll be back with more PFT Live right after this. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The legends are true. We're overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.